this guy's name is son of whatever, and she was supposed to marry him, but then he died, so she married the other guy, and then blah, blah. I don't have a bit. Do you have a bit? I have nothing. Um, Baron of bits. Okay. Baron of bits. That should be a character in this book we're supposed to read. I'm Jim. I'm Megan. Thanks for joining us. This is the first episode in our ongoing book club series. Correct. It is. Yeah, first show of every month. We're going to be talking about a different book each time. Now, this Maiden Voyage is a little bit different because we suck and didn't plan ahead far enough. So when we decided to do the book club idea, we only had about two weeks to prepare for the first book. Right. And the first one we're talking about here is A Game of Thrones by George R.R. Martin. George Double R. Martin. That's right. Railroad Martin, (laughs) as I like to call him. And so what we decided was that we'd read the first 200 pages of it, because it's a big book. Read the first 200 pages for this episode, and then a month from now, we will discuss the rest of the book. But then moving forward, everything will be just one book a month. Correct. Now, I seem to remember in episode four saying something to the effect of, oh my god, books are so hard to read. I haven't read. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I I am apparently dysfunctionally illiterate now. I used to know how to read. I used to be able to read. Right. Um. This was a challenge. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm back in high school, and I had to read a bunch of pages, and all I wanted to do was not read those pages. I just wanted to watch more Buffy, and that's kind of what I ended up doing. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, I'm remembering what it was like back then. I only, I, I didn't get very far. Well, I got far. I didn't finish. I'm going to be up front right off the bat. I did not finish all the 200 pages. Neither did I. I got, I got a little bit, well, what, what threw me off was I've been listening to the audiobook version. And and maybe this is a, a conversation worth worth having because there's there's some people who feel that reading a book and listening to the audiobook version are not equal experiences. Mm-hmm. I would as a person who who spends so much time in the car and and really has so little time to actually sit down and read a dead tree edition or an ebook of whatever i i've had to to learn to embrace audiobooks and i love them i think they're i think they're great and i my personal feeling is that they are equally valid for 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 reading mm-hmm. but this is the first audiobook I've ever listened to that I really had a hard time following what was going on at first. Well, I don't think that that is unequal from reading the book because I had a very similar experience. Uh, I've, I've been reading the actual 
book instead of the audiobook. And um, I, I do agree with you. I've listened to audiobooks before. I enjoy them. I don't necessarily think they're equal, but I don't think they're any worse. I mean, I don't, they're definitely not equal. You have a different mindset when you're listening to an audiobook. But I've listened to a few and I understand what happened. And, you know, it was just like reading the book pretty much. I mean, except someone's narrating it to you. Um, but I mean, the first hundred pages of this book, I was just bored to tears because I could not, same, I could not follow what was happening. There are so many characters, just so many names. And I, one of the things I hate when I read books is if I can't pronounce the name in my head, then I just don't remember the name. And (laughs) there's a few names in here where I'm like trying to read it out loud in my head and it's not happening so it's hard for me to like remember all the names of the characters but um but yeah i totally i don't think that was uh unique to the audiobook at all he what what he does differently from from a lot of other sci-fi and fantasy authors that i've read and, and admittedly i really haven't read very many is that at least he doesn't have a what i call apostrophe disease uh, with his like, with his character names yeah what what these are, I presume, are and based on listening to the audiobook pronunciations, is they're they're sort of just unusual spellings of words that aren't that uncommon. Right. They almost sound like old nor like Viking names. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's true. I and mean, they're 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 sort of rooted in like the maybe old Viking or, Anglo-Saxon. or old Ag- Anglo-Saxon. And, and that also kind of, kind of made me think a little bit differently about the environment, about the world that he's creating in the book. When, when I've read, again, a limited amount of, of fantasy or, or science fiction or even when you, uh, even when you make up character names or or read different game scenarios for like Dungeons and Dragons stuff or or whatever, mm-hmm. you you get this this sense that it's very much a foreign world. It's not. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the the way he he writes and describes and the way he names characters makes it seem not quite as exotic as some of the other stuff that I've read. Right. It's a little bit more grounded, I guess would be it, one way to put it. It does seem like that. It does seem like maybe maybe it's just old. It feels old, but it doesn't right. feel very foreign. Right, right. Yeah. Um and so I'm ha- I'm finding myself having to get used to that a little bit. Right. It is it is kind of weird, but I I can definitely you know, after after getting past the first 100 pages or so, I can definitely start picturing things more. And it does feel like some sort of familiar familiar ground. Um especially well, I mean, we could talk about it later, but especially in in the chapter where I where I left off, um it just it feels like you can really picture the people more. You have more of an idea now that the story is starting to kick in. Um, you're right. I mean, it definitely is something else to get used to, and it's almost 
it's almost i feel like it's kind of relatable i don't know do you yeah i do and that's one one of the things that i think is is a very positive aspect about it and i've i've never seen the tv show other than tiny little snippets on youtube or or whatever but but being you know a third of the way into the book now or a quarter of the way into the book or whatever i can i can appreciate how a tv version is probably relatable to so many people and thus that's i think probably why it is so well received mm-hmm. yeah i mean I definitely agree. I haven't seen any of the TV shows, so I don't know what they're what the actors look like at all. But um, I'd be curious to know if my images are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, people are in love with this series. I mean, they really seem to to follow it religiously. Um, I don't know if most of them started watching it or reading it. Have you really talked to many friends about this? Some of some of my friends that I've talked to are hardcore sci-fi and and fantasy fans, and and they were readers of of the book first and foremost. Um, yeah, but uh, but you know, then again, like a lot of other friends, have seen the series and then have gotten into the book. Yeah, see, afterward. I have I have a few same same thing. Uh, uh, like my brother and and couple of friends of mine have read the books and they really liked them and i'm not even sure i think i know at least some of my friends have seen the series I'm, i don't know about my brother but um but they did read the book first and they loved it and they you know were going through the series really quickly um i was told that it is slow at first so i was warned about that but i do have some other friends that um i think aren't as interested in sci-fi or fantasy but still love the series well, it's definitely because uh, they it. watched it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, well, I think I think because because it's not quite as exotic as like a Lord of the Rings sort of thing, it may be more relatable to to people who who aren't predisposed to the sci fi and and fantasy stuff. Right. Um, one of one of the things that I've heard is that the series has the TV show has way more like sex and nudity and stuff than what's depicted in the book. I don't know. We had but a the, few. There's a lot of it in the yeah. book. <laughs> it's like, whoa, like, uh, take it what? easy there. <laughs> Incest? Yeah. What? Uh, Yikes. Ew. Yeah, that was pretty gross. I was reading that and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Aren't they related? Wait, 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 no. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. No. Um, and then but- the 13-year-old gets married off to... Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, da- Daenerys gets married. Yeah, Daenerys. Yeah. Uh, to um, what's her? What's the guy's name? Uh, Drago. Something like yeah, very, yeah. Very uh, and it's like whoa. Yeah, holy crap! But then their scene turned it out a little bit sweet. Right, right. I was like, it's either gonna go two ways because they they had her wedding day. She's like, you know, distressed. Uh. Re- understandably so because holy crap those people are gross and um she's like oh my god i'm gonna get raped this is gonna be really bad and i didn't even want to do this my stupid brother is making me do this 
and whatever. So I'm thinking in my head, this is either going to go one of two ways. Either it's going to be exactly what she thinks it's going to be, or he's going to turn into this like sweet, tender, giant brute man. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's kind of what it ended up doing. So he's a gentle hillbilly. Yeah. Gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird about his very long hair. I was like, okay, you like with the, like, it was like his hair is long and braided and oiled and dark black. And I was like, <laughs> maybe he should take a fine. shower and get some, uh, <laughs> some prel. It sounded like he made it oily on purpose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Um, no. Yeah. So there's definitely, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure that it seems like there's probably a lot more options for, um, like sex scenes in the show because I think a few of them in the book were kind of, um, just, uh, subtle. Like it was like, Oh, he was naked. And then he looked out the window. So like they probably, you know, filled that stuff in. Right. On the show. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Well, George R. Either way, George R. R. Martin is a naughty, yeah, naughty, naughty man. Naughty man. Wasn't this wasn't this HBO? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense too. Which is why I'd never seen it because yeah, I same. I don't have horrible body odor or the cable <laughs> subscription. Well, I don't. I haven't seen it because I don't think it's on Netflix. So no, no. that's why it's on I, iTunes. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to suck it up at some point. And, I'm not and throw down some cash for this. Okay, I don't know. I pay eight dollars a month already. I think that's enough. <laughs> maybe maybe okay. I'll spring for it. It's, oh, we'll it's we'll work it out. I'll yeah. yeah, it'll be fine. Um, no, so I would be curious to see to see the show, but I think you know, isn't the first season kind of the first book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to wait till after I read the book, but. I do plan on finishing it. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, we we have yeah, to. I mean, it's our job. It. Yeah. Right. And it's not like here's the deal, folks. It's it's not like. Well, I don't want to speak for Megan, but it's not like I didn't enjoy it uh, because I. I just simply had a very, very, very hard time getting into it because yeah. I started out on the audio book and was like, huh, this is not catching me. And uh, once it got rolling and, and I ended up uh, going online and uh, and checking out some some chapter summaries and some character list uh, character lists just to kind of help me piece it together. And once I did that, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, now I get way more of of what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, I, I am actually thinking about. Switching over to a a print or ebook version to yeah. to finish it out. Yeah, I went to Half Price Books and I bought mine. So I was borrowing it from somebody, but I figured I might as well just spend. It was like nine dollars. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, once the whole, if we want to talk a little bit about the plot of what we have read so far, I think once the whole scene with Bran happened. Then I was like, okay, stuff's going down. Like, right. let's get into it now. So, yeah, definitely um, that was sort of the beginning of me being interested. Because before, like, we, we were talking about this, um, kind of felt like the Old Testament a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, 
this guy's name is son of whatever, and she was supposed to marry him, but then he died, so she married the other guy, and then blah, blah, and we're like, okay, so many names, can't handle it. I don't know what's going on. It just felt like I was reading the Bible for a little yeah. bit there. No, it, it totally it totally felt that way, and it got better, fortunately. So. It did, yeah, and it seems like it's going to get even better, because... There's a few plots happening right now, subplots, and like it seems like they're all going to be very interesting as they continue. So, I'm I'm down. Who are who are some of the characters that you that you really like in the book? Um, I really like Bran, and I really like John, um, and I really like all the little wolf puppies. Yeah, the wolf puppies, but they're they're bad news. No, they're protective well they're protective did you get to the part with um Arya and uh the prince joffrey and uh sansa and Arya's friend when they got in the fight no oh snap okay no. so let me tell you about this part um and see i'm gonna sound very novicious when i talk about it <laughs> <laughs> but okay i'm gonna try to summarize this um, okay. When John leaves to become one of those like wall knights or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he gives Arya a sword and, um, Arya is like this cute little nine year old girl who's kind of tomboyish and not just tomboyish, but I mean, she just doesn't want to be a little, you know, trained lady. She just wants to romp in the forest and learn how to sword fight and stuff like that. So, her half-brother, John, who is continually described as the bastard of the family. Because um, he literally is. Yeah, right. Um, he is leaving, uh, so he gets her a present, and that is a, her sword, a sword of her very own. And it's kind of like specially made for her because she's so little and doesn't have right. very much strength. And that that part I got. I read that part. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, so and then did you read the part about how Sansa, her two-year-older sister she's 11 not nine she's a betrothed to the prince yeah okay so the prince sansa is 11 and she's like oh he's so dreamy and wonderful but he's really a huge jerk he's like super polite but then anytime he gets his um temper set off he becomes like really mean even to her you know and um she's too young to notice it i think but uh, you can see that that's like foreshadowing for something because um, he's just a meanie pants. And um, so anyway, so him and Sansa are having like a little day together. And I think he, I'm not sure, but I think he kind of planned some of this um, because what happened was he convinced her to tie up her wolf pup lady and uh, he tied up his little hound and then she was like kind of afraid of going without the wolf, but he convinced her because she's 11 and easily manipulated. And um, so they went out on the little picnic and like rode around the forest and blah, blah, blah. And he got her drunk on wine and he got drunk on wine and they run into Arya and her friend who's like the butcher boy. I think his name was Micah or something. And they are practicing sword fighting. And, uh, the prince is just kind of looking for a fight at this point because he's drunk. And so he's like, how dare you 
practice fencing you're not a knight like do you wish you were a knight and he's like i'm just playing it's a stick they're playing with sticks they're not even really using their swords and um so he gets the prince gets really mad and starts like fighting them and then Arya beats him over the head with a rock <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Arya's wolf nymeria like grabs the prince's arm and bites it and so like this whole like crazy thing happens everybody's like oh no blah blah blah. things happen quick 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 and then now um joffrey like prince joffrey like spins the tail so that it seems that the wolf attacked him and all this stuff and the king and uh and Arya and sansa's father ned slash eddard um are trying to figure out what to do and they basically are like well they're just kids we'll just discipline them ourselves um but then the the queen demands that the wolves be killed. So I think that um, what happens is I think because Ned was like, well, if they're going to be killed, then they better be killed by a knight and I'm going to do it myself because he felt so bad and he wanted to make sure that no one like, you know, dishonored the poor little wolves. So it ends with him like confronting lady and nymeria with a sword and i'm not sure if they actually died or not i don't know if he killed the wolves because it didn't actually say that he did but it like implied that he did but i'm wondering if they come back because i'm really sad if he killed the little wolves yeah i think that's probably not i have a feeling that's not the last we see of the but it's just there's something just nymeria and lady it's not all of them so right yeah maybe i don't know but there must be something else going on with them Mm -hmm. because it was very it was like i don't know it just kind of ended when he was like confronting them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with okay so nymeria let me see i'm looking at this chapter summary because maybe i can understand this a little bit better nymeria is gone lady is sentenced to death okay so it doesn't actually say she dies so Maybe they'll come back. They always come back. I want them to. Maybe I they'll think, do Pet Cemetery. I think I think the five wolves or however many there are are gonna like combine like Captain Planet and become <laughs> some, or Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> become some sort of like <laughs> super beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- well, I think there's uh, obviously in in the book they set up there being a significance to the reason why there were the five wolves and then they find they discover that there was the sixth yeah albino wolf that, that they're all goes the right gender and, yeah 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 something's cool about yeah. it yeah and then the dragon eggs oh yeah that reminded me of uh the show merlin i haven't seen that yeah um they uh basically the same thing there's no more dragons in the world but there's there's actually one dragon left but he's imprisoned in camelot and um whatever so it's the same kind of thing but um they do find one dragon egg and then there's a new dragon and all stuff so i'm i have a feeling it's kind of gonna be well actually not to spoil anything but i did hear that the dragons do come back yeah somebody yeah yeah yeah, I've seen of of the tiny bits and pieces I've seen of the show. There's there's something going on with little dragons. Yeah, some, something. So, no, that's super cool, and uh, can't wait to see what what develops with it. 
Yeah. Okay, wait, I'm looking I'm looking at this thing again. This summary. Mm-hmm. Cause like in high school, I need cliff notes. Right. Um I think I think Lady is dead. Aw. Yeah. That's sad. But I was kind of thinking like that's a little bit telling because I have a feeling that Sansa is going to betray her family because mm. she's betrothed to the prince and he's a huge jerk. Right. And he's from a family that kind of has like shaky grounds with her family. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that he might manipulate her into somehow betraying her family. Right. I mean, it, it certainly would seem to that it could head in that direction with i mean obviously the the whole setup here is is basically the the Starks versus the Lannisters right and uh and there's like yeah. some there's i think there are other families too right well there's the uh Daenerys and her brother like they're they're like this totally separate Storyline at this point. The the uh, the king and queen that are currently um, on the throne. Which family are they from? Well, here what it is is um, uh, how do you say it? Cersei, Queen Cersei, yeah, or Cersei is Cersei Lannister. She is the wife of the king. And it starts with uh, it's King Robert. Uh, oh shoot, I have it here. He's like a different family. Though. Yeah, it's a different last. It's a different last name. But but he was supposed to marry Ned's sister, correct? Yes, that's true. right. Right, and and uh, and she died. So he has like an an, an affinity for the Starks. Um, because he was supposed to marry one but then his wife is a lannister so yeah and i think the prince is kind of like a mama's boy so i'm pretty sure that the prince is on the lannister side and he's probably gonna somehow bring sansa over to the other side because uh, like you know her wolf is is dead so that kind of signifies her family tie a little bit i feel like um maybe it's foreshadowing somewhat yeah, yeah. Do I sound stupid? No, no. not at all. I was just okay. my my only pause was um, I was just still trying to figure out the the king's last name. It's uh, Baratheon. Okay, yeah. so he's just like a he's not part of the major feud because he he's kind of he's kind of in between because he's on the side of the Starks because he has a a loss of a true love from that family, but um. He's married to a Lannister. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, it's going to get intense. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely like huge, huge buildup. And that's that's what I'm really starting to appreciate about it is you can see that the buildup is coming to some huge epic stuff. But, but what's good is that once you get past sort of the initial Jebediah begat Josiah <laughs> and Josiah begat James and James begat Jeffrey and, you know, and all that stuff, um, you you get 
you start to get into it and and you get some action happening um so i really appreciate again just that that build up that that definitely seems to be to be coming having said that though i think my my overall impression thus far is that <laughs> this book in a way may be if if you're not already an avid reader or i don't even maybe not even avid just because i'm i'm such a slack reader <laughs> these days but i almost kind of feel like saying that this book is not for beginners yeah i definitely think it has a a tone to it that is very not only uh uh complicated as far as you know if you if you're not used to reading it's going to feel like very confusing but right. not just in the general sense but in the in the fantasy sense i think it right, seem, it right. seems like if you haven't really read a fantasy book before then you might be a little bit confused yeah exactly it's just it's just maybe not the best gateway to the genre i'm sure there's myriad other books that would be a more digestible entry into into the genre right um but it's not a children's book that's the no thing. So, oh, I mean, of course not i mean i mean so it, it is it is going to be a little bit more complicated than say harry potter you know i mean right right it, it doesn't read like a children's book reads it reads like a, a literate book reads <laughs> right well i'm not even thinking of of it in terms of that so much as i i'm just thinking maybe there's books out there that have fewer characters and fewer uh fewer disparate locations where stuff is happening and it there's probably other choices that would make it easier for someone who hasn't read much fantasy to dive in with with something that just follows a a smaller core group of characters on on an adventure now like having said that whenever i've gone to barnes and noble or or borders god rest their souls <laughs> i used to work for borders yeah uh when I've gone to places like that and you look in the fantasy section, a ton of the fantasy books are like number one in a series of 10. Right. And I hear, because I I listen to, what's weird is I don't read because I'm an idiot, but <laughs> I listen, I listen to podcasts and watch the video version as well of a show called Sword and Laser. Mm-hmm. And Sword and Laser is the video version is on the Geek and Sundry YouTube channel that was created by by Felicia Day. It's hosted by Veronica Belmont and Tom Merritt, and they also do an audio an audio version of the podcast that follows a separate track from from the video show. But anyways, I I consume both of those. Uh, perhaps in a feeble attempt to never read but feel like I know what's going on. <laughs> but but they're but they're always talking about like these stories where the author has done five books and it's a seven book series and it's like, well, 
you know, when's the next one coming out or is the author ever going to finish this one? They they wrote volume four 15 years ago and they keep say, saying it's coming. And actually that's that's the same case with uh, George R.R. R. Martin as well, to where he, he is not done with the series, uh, the, right. the, the overall series of Song of Ice and Fire. There's mm-hmm. still like one or two more books that that are promised that that follow this overall uh this overall arc so yeah you know i think i think what you can probably extrapolate would be to say that generally speaking a lot of fantasy kind of has this big epic multi-character multi-generational sprawl to it which i which i think is is awesome and that's what spawns such great storytelling and and imagination and but it's hard to jump into yeah i definitely agree um it's i'm wondering though when you're when you're talking about um other examples of series that might be easier to jump into have you ever read the sort of truth series no it's what that um show legend of the seeker is based on oh okay and I've seen Legend of the Seeker, and it it is a lot easier to follow because there aren't very many characters. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that book would be similar. I wonder. I've never read the book, but I am wondering if uh, if the if the series is a lot simpler to read because it seemed like on the television show there weren't very many characters to to try to remember, or you know, it just seemed a lot less complicated. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious to know if any of our listeners have read that series yeah if they they want to let us know for sure i'd love to hear from from any of our listeners about maybe future book club recommendations that they would have that uh would would be appropriate jumping on points for for the genre i mean i guess i guess you have to start somewhere but you know basically like if you guys have some suggestions for things that that you think we ought to cover then I think that would be that would be pretty helpful. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like I actually haven't really read very many fantasy books. I've I've seen the shows more than I've read the books. So um, I think when we decided to read a Game of Thrones, it was kind of like it was for me. It was because a lot of people told me I should read it, and mm-hmm. so I was like, well, that that would be a good choice then. But I think maybe we should have thought further about it because it is it was kind of a tricky one to start with well yeah that's that's true i i i I mean i wouldn't really say that it i I don't consider it like a mistake or or anything like that but it's sort of in hindsight like yeah we probably could have done something a little bit more novice yeah but (laughs) but that's fine i mean it is it is what it is and it's really it's really cool so yeah. I, I think we're kind of over the the big hump, and we have I do too. we have yeah. a full month to to finish this, and I, you know, it's it's all it's all good as far yeah. as I'm I'm concerned. I agree. I the the very little bit of of fantasy that I've read has been stuff that ties in to the Dungeons and Dragons properties. Oh man. So mm-hmm. there's uh there's a, a huge ongoing 
setting for Dungeons and Dragons called Forgotten Realms. And there's a million books written in, in that, in that fantasy setting. So I've read a couple things there. I'm definitely a novice with that. I I think you might actually like some of that stuff because you, you've recently expressed interest to me in playing D and D. Oh, I've always wanted to play D and D. I've always wanted to play it. I've just never known anyone who would also want to play it. Well, now, now you um, until, do. <laughs> until a few years ago, but it never actually came to came to light. But yeah, we should totally do that. Yeah, we need we need to figure out how to to hook that up because my uh, my story with with D and D is ever since I was probably nine ten years old, I've always been super into the idea of playing. D&D. And when I was a kid, I had the rule books and I would read them and I would create characters. But my life of sorrow and solitude being what it is, <laughs> I never had anyone to play with. Yeah, I, I understand. Like I, I totally had I totally I, had no one to play with. I so Well, I same here and you know, I think I never, I never went in so far as to. Uh, I didn't even know. I mean, I was so naive. I didn't know there were any books about it, really. Yeah. But um, I, I think I was just too afraid to ask people. I had, you know, I, I transferred schools a lot when I was uh, growing up, and so like, I, I would never. I don't know. I just never asked. There was a group of friends that I had in high school, in my third high school that I went to, um, that probably would have wanted to play, but I just never asked. I don't know. Yeah, they probably did play without me. And, <laughs> um, no, but um, I, I do really want to do that. And I'm wondering, though, here's the thing I'm wondering. Are we going to be able to find people? Because I'm a total novice. I have novicitis yeah. when it comes to this. Well, so do, so do I. But here, here's the but thing. You is, know, no, no, you have a, you have like the intro class. Take, you take you've taken the intro. class. Yeah. So I have. um if if you fast forward about 25 years or 30 years or whatever in, in my life, um, I have a, a group of friends who are avid gamers and they play every Monday night. Unfortunately, because of my, my work schedule, I, I'm not able to join them. But there was a period of time for about nine months or so where I was right with them uh, every single Monday night and we'd play – uh, not always specifically Dungeons and Dragons, but we would play other fantasy role-playing games or other tabletop games. And so I have I have this circle of friends that that we can call upon who are way into it and know. I mean, I know like a grain of salt in right. the overall scheme of things when it comes to to role-playing games, and they know like tons and tons. But, would they, but they're super cool and they'll be super gentle with okay. us. Okay, because I was going to say, so. <laughs> but would they be willing to sit through teaching me this game? Like, seriously, because first of all, I'm going to be really stupid. I'm going to be like, wait, so I can what? And they're, are they yeah. really going to want to do that? Oh, yeah. They're, no, they're totally cool. Like my friend, my friend Perry and April and Joe and Belinda and Chad. And uh, I have a whole gang who, who will who will not berate us to our faces 
if we sit down and, and play with them in person or do like a even Google if even if we thing. record it when we're doing it oh yeah okay yeah because maybe we could like do it on a day other than monday because then it won't ruin their weekly awesome game right yeah i think we'd yeah. have to get them to yeah. uh to do a separate uh, i don't want to ruin their newbie time. session yeah newbie for us but we'll we'll figure awesome. that out for for down the road that's something that yeah. we can we can hook up sweet well hey listen i think we're unless you had any last thoughts about the book, I think that's probably all I had to say about it for right now. And so what we'll do is uh, we'll finish up this book in a month. Uh, But did you have, again, did you have any closing thoughts about it? And, uh, you know, if so, or if not, um, can you remind the nice creepos, what we have going on again for next week. Right. So um, I don't have any other thoughts about the book other than I'm, I'm very excited to, to keep reading it. And I am going to, um, I'm going to start instead of procrastinating, I'm going to start sooner rather than later. Um, but I do want to say that, you know, next week we're resuming our usual, uh, our usual process, which right now is Buffy and uh, Star Trek next generation. And we assigned the episodes uh, last week. So those are up on the website on nerdnovice.com. So uh, there are four for each series this time because we had a little bit longer amount of time to watch them. But um, I also procrastinated on that. So I'm going to have the usual week to watch four episodes this time. Um, (laughs) But so that's up on nerdnovice.com. Like we usually say, we really would love some feedback. Uh, So send us a tweet uh, at nerd novice or uh, you know, if you have anything else that you want to add to the conversation, same thing, send us a tweet. We've gotten a few so far and it's really fun to hear from you guys. So, so yeah, I highly recommend it for, for every tweet or new follower or review that we get. I, this is no lie. Totally serious. When I say this for every single one of those that happens, Megan and I probably exchange about three or four text messages. It's true. Just being excited <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that the show is is catching on and and people are are interacting with us and we're just we're super happy to to be here doing the show and and to to have all of our listeners and we want even more listeners. So yes. check us out on Twitter, on iTunes ratings star reviews if you if you enjoy the show and i think that probably wraps it up if if you want to follow uh follow us directly on twitter in addition to the nerd novice account i'm jay metzendorf j-m-e-t-z-e-n-d-o-r-f yep and my name is megan paletti m-e-g-a-n-p-o-l-e-t-t-i i think that's all for this week Yep, that's Thanks it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.